The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Today, we'll learn to exchange anxiety for peace. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and we have a very interesting conversation ahead here on the program today, I believe. We do. We're going to talk about, I think, a very common uh, dynamic that any and all of us have either dealt with or will deal with at some point, and that's talking about the mental dynamics of stress and anxiety and et cetera, et cetera, and the impact potentially that it has on our physical well-being. Yeah, the connection between cancer care and psychiatry. Uh, again, you really bring up some interesting topics on this program. Well, we, we bring up topics that, number one, I know that people aren't comfortable with talking about. The faith community in particular, my history and my perspective and experiences, uh, we just don't talk about what's going on in our mind and in our thinking and in our emotions. We tend to try to pray that away or override that with quoting a scripture. But the fact of the matter is the word of God, number one, has a lot to say to us about what goes on in our thoughts and our thinking, you know, and and we need to be more open with talking about the mental wellness of people and how to support that. Yeah, a psychiatrist who's involved in cancer care will join us on the program in a few minutes here today. But we like to open with scripture. And you've chosen a verse from Isaiah chapter 26 today. Yep. Isaiah 26, verse three. And it simply tells us you being God will keep in perfect peace, those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Today, we want to talk about how to try to maintain the peace of God in the midst of uh, our storms and our challenges and scenarios of anxiety and frustration and struggle, that we can walk in the peace of God and how to maintain that in our lives. In your experience as a chaplain, Percy, is this something people have a struggle dealing with their minds? Historically, people do struggle with this because, again, I think that we have been conditioned to believe that peace is predicated on what happens to us and around us. And when we understand the peace of God, it has nothing to do with our external circumstances right. and our environment right. as much as our internal intrinsic position and relationship and focus. Yeah, it's our response to those That's circumstances. Correct. That's yeah. absolutely correct because we are all troubled. We are all faced with challenges. It is how we focus on them and how we process through that. Well, I hope you will go on online to our website where you can hear this program again and all past programs for that matter and maybe even recommend this program to someone else who may not be tuned in on radio today but uh, you know that they would benefit from our conversation so the connection between psychiatry and cancer care exchanging anxiety for peace here on health hope and inspiration that website is health hope and inspiration.com more just ahead If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, 
our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided when and if desired by the patient. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy? With me today is Dr. Lynn Bornfriend, who works for the Cancer Treatment Centers of America at Eastern Regional Medical Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And she is and does work in the Department of psychiatry. So she is a psychiatrist. And so we want to talk about the role of psychiatry and the impact that it has uh, in a cancer environment and how those two schools of thought come together. Welcome to our show today, doctor. Thank you. It's good to have you here. And uh, I'm intrigued and interested with with the work that you do and the type of work that you do. We're speaking to a faith-based audience. And in some cases, historically, this is not necessarily the most commonly comfortable conversation that or subject that that people of faith tend to embrace and talk about. Let's talk about first and foremost, why and how did you become a psychiatrist? I believe that I was always headed this direction. I tried mightily not to be a psychiatrist because in medical school, people make fun of you. Why are you going to medical school if you're only going to be a psychiatrist? Mm. I tried to be an emergency room doctor. I tried to be others. A pediatrician. I realized that my heart was in psychiatry. Okay, and 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 the motivation of really dialing into psychiatry was driven by by what? What motivated that? I've always been very focused on relationships and interpersonal connections. I want to understand what happens, and I believe that if we don't understand why things happened, we can't make changes in the future. Okay, interesting. Let's connect some dots. How does psychiatry and the support that psychiatry brings to the table correlate with cancer, cancer patients, cancer care? It's interesting because I work in a facility that is not a psychiatric hospital, and yet I work here full time. That's because every single patient diagnosed with cancer is going to have some issues around sadness, anxiety, stress, and the biggest issue, which is loss or mourning. Yes. It's not what you plan to be doing at this time in your life. Interesting. For clarity, give me a very quick distinction and difference of psychiatry and psychology, a psychologist and a psychiatrist. I am a medical doctor. I went to medical school. I am licensed to prescribe medication. Psychologists have PhDs and different educational tract. They're not able to prescribe medications mm-hmm. and they're not medical physicians. They're more specialists in, in an, a different area. So with that being said, let's talk about it. You said that you were moved and, and inspired by relationships and the power of relationships and helping people deal with loss and, and the stresses mentally of being diagnosed and being told that you have cancer and going through a cancer journey. What are some of the more typical elements and things that a cancer patient is struggling with in terms of those specifics that you see and that you get to work with? People feel betrayed by their bodies. Mm. They feel as if 
they've worked so hard, they've done what they were supposed to, yeah. or maybe they didn't always do what they were supposed to, but they took care of their families, they did everything they could think of, and now they're not only robbed of their physical health, but they're also robbed of their ability to be that person in okay. the family, okay. the rock. or the People feel hopeless about what's going to happen in the future and powerless. There are people who are uh, used to working really hard to get for a goal, and now they feel it's beyond their control. Okay, They're frightened. Things are painful. There's all kinds of myth and uncertainty. Everyone wants to tell you the story of what happened to their neighbor's cousin's uh, babysitter. It's so true. It's a terrifying experience. So they feel like they're letting their family down. They don't want their loved ones to suffer. They're afraid what's going to happen to them. Am I going to be in pain? Am I going to feel really sick? How do I make a decision about what choice, which direction to go in now? Okay. Let's talk about the connection of you made the point that feeling like that their bodies have portrayed them. Of course, when we talk about psychiatry, the mind body connection, and I'm not sure if the average person really understands how powerful that connection is. Though we talk about them in separate terms, they're very much intrinsically connected one to another. What is the affect of, of one feeling like their body has betrayed them when they're told that they have cancer? It's interesting because people say that, okay, it's not good to feel sad or it's not good to feel anxious, but I'll get over it. Mm -hmm. But what they don't understand is that if those symptoms get too strong, it can interfere with your doing what you need to do for treatment. For example, if you're so sad that what's the point of anything, you're maybe not going to make the effort to eat. Okay. Or if you're so frightened that you can't rest and sleep, you're not going to be able to get the sleep you need to be well for treatment. So on another level, on a more physiologic level, there are chemicals that are released in our bodies when we're under stress, mm. and they're the fight-or-flight chemicals. Okay. I always say they're useful if you're out running a saber-toothed tiger Okay. because it gets your heart rate up and it gets your breathing, but it interferes with healing and mm. other more ongoing concerns, so it can actually undermine what you're trying to do by getting treatment. If you don't address those psychological and emotional issues, it can really negate what you're doing in terms of chemo and radiation and surgery because you can't renew and restore your body. So if you're angry at your body and you feel betrayed, in a way you're not motivated to help it out. Okay, that makes sense. Would this fall into the category of, of my very limited insight of the effect of stress and what stress does and how that counteracts the process of wellness, recovery, healing, health, etc. It's the ultimate stress. It is the stress in all these different areas. Yes, that's exactly a great word for it. And a lot of times uh, people come in and they're not, they never, they are, have imagined seeing a psychiatrist and they feel, are they being called crazy? Yes. Or I hear of course I'm depressed. I have cancer. Why right. wouldn't you be? Right. Or of course, And yes, that's absolutely true. It's just that when these warriors are coming to do battle with their disease, we have to give them all the armor. And one of the things is making them as healthy as possible emotionally okay. and strong. That's an area where 
both talking about feelings, but also being in touch with their spirituality is essential. Okay. Why do you believe and, and, and what do you see being essentially important to the role of having a spiritual base or core or coping mechanism, whatever term we want to use here, how does that correlate with mental uh, recuperation and rejuvenation, all of the things that you've stated, and how can that potentially help aid the process of health and wellness? When I started working with people with cancer, one of the things I did was look at them and from a stand back and say, who does better? The people who do the best in this battle are the people who are able to remain focused on the present. Okay. Not spend all their time worrying about what might happen. What if there was a, not spend all their time lamenting what happened in the past. The people who are mindful and present-centered, those people are letting the control over to – they're letting go okay. in that way. So living in the moment – and in order to kind of be in the moment or be present in the moment, the ability to to uh, delegate and let go and put some of those other things that we have no control over. What happened yesterday? Why me? How come? Or what's going to happen to me next week? Uh, when is this going to take place? Begins to do, that does something psychologically and emotionally and and in many cases, ultimately, physically to people. Absolutely. It's freeing when you you let go and you have faith or you or you have trust you have now said i don't have to control every single okay, so thing okay so it's a control issue i can't make it happen if i if it doesn't turn out the way i wanted it's not because i failed or i didn't work hard mm-hmm. enough or mm-hmm. i was lazy or all the other nasty things we say to ourselves right right um i may not understand why it may be something that doesn't make sense i may understand later it's n- it's not about that. Let's take our moment now. Let's love the people we have. You know, share joy, s- laugh, and and all of those things because that's all there is. That's so important. Well, it, and it's interesting because you know, from a scriptural, biblical perspective, uh, there's a scripture that tells us, "Take no thought for tomorrow, because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own." It's a very interesting school of thought that ties into this kind of clinical, psychological, Absolutely. physiological dynamic that that potentially has impact that will change the trajectory of of how people work through their cancer, not necessarily change the outcome of their cancer. Again, as I said. I looked at who does well and why. I can't say that one particular person is going to do well if he or she does Correct. one thing. Nor can I say a thousand percent if you do it. You, yep. you know. But I can say that when you look at a group of people, the people who are able to laugh, the people who are able to be loving and calm and express themselves, they do better as a group. Okay, got it. There's a there's also a joke, uh, and I may be completely off the line, but I once read an article about people who – are 10% underweight live longer? And my response was, they don't live longer. It just feels that way. <laughs> you know, okay. Okay. maybe, although I think they do, the people with happiness and peacefulness do live longer, but it also, it feels longer because it's more meaningful mm. and more satisfying. You talked about the correlation between spirituality and psychology. There's a, the way to state it in psychology or psychiatry is that People who are remain dwelling in the past have depression. Okay. People who are focused on what might happen in the future have anxiety. That makes sense. And health, mental health comes in being present in the focused. Present. 
So it's it's the same thing. Wow. What's the one big thing that you'd like to say today to the audience about mindfulness and mental well-being and addressing those issues? That peacefulness comes from expressing and receiving love. And peacefulness of that sort is what it's all about. Today, we have been able to hear from Dr. Lynn Bornfriend, who is a psychiatrist and obviously a great therapist who is continually helping cancer patients with her work. Thank you so much for your time and your talent. God bless. Thank you. Many thanks to our guests today. This conversation, as a matter of fact, this whole program is archived online with many other resources at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll talk more with Percy McCray coming up in just a moment. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. The connection between psychiatry and cancer care today, exchanging anxiety for peace. And thanks for that conversation with Lynn today, Percy. It was a very powerful conversation with Dr. Bourne Friend. And again, what we discussed and talked about even in some cases where it has been uncomfortable for us, is the the powerful effect of what goes on with us mentally and, and how we are stressed and how we react and how we respond. And more importantly, if we're not properly working through that, how that can negatively impact our process and our journey. Yeah, I was listening very carefully when she said that people feel their bodies betray them. Have you ever seen this? It's a powerful statement, and I have experienced this firsthand. I shall not forget the day uh, at the bedside of of a particular patient fresh off of a vacation, and I was asked to sit down and, and speak with and attempt to connect with someone who was very depressed and had treated but just felt like they, they did not want to continue to treat. And as a result of that, went in to sit down to try to talk them through what what was really bothering them. And they expressed that they were people of faith. And the comment that was made to me by this individual uh, who was an, an athlete and a very profound an, athlete. An elite athlete. An elite yeah. athlete, world-class athlete. And basically uh, as quiet as can be and as sheepishly as could be stated – basically expressed that they felt that their body had betrayed them and that the thing that they struggled with most was that uh, their life was built on uh, willing their body to do things that normally it could not and would not be done on normal circumstances and how 
it had overcome and how they were able to reach milestones in doing so. But in this particular case, could not make that happen. Yeah, so he, in essence, was giving up. And, and, and that's exactly what Lynn was talking about with you. And, and that patient basically did give up. I remember praying for that individual, and then subsequently from there, they simply didn't treat. They got uh, depressed, and they just gave up and quit and ultimately just kind of drifted away. So I've seen the effects of that, and that's what Dr. Bourne-Friend was really speaking about and how potentially we can help people avoid going down the path of, of just giving up unnecessarily. Certainly there are times and places that that may be the case, but there certainly are more times than not where patients are just struggling mentally and then feel like that they need to quit because they feel like that their body has betrayed them. Unpack for a moment uh, what she was talking about, uh, our past, our present, and our future. I I think this is uh, very helpful. Well, she, she helped us to understand that typically the way that we process and look at our world, relatively speaking, we tend to look at our past, uh, or we tend to look at our our future. We tend to focus on those two tenses in our life. There's a school of thought that talks about living in the moment, living in the moment of now. And, and scripturally, from a biblical perspective, we know that we're encouraged by the word of God to take no thought about tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera, that we need to understand living in the moment of, of where we are. And she made reference to the fact that in many cases, what she has experienced is people who focus on the past tend to be depressed. People who focus on the future, which they have no control over, tend to have great anxiety. But those who tend to work and focus on the present tend to live in a more healthy state of wellness because they're able to focus on the thing that typically they can control. And that is their, their this current state of their relationships, reaching out to individuals who are around them, being present in the moment of who they are and what they can do. Because really, in many cases, that's really all that they have real control over. Yeah, there's a lot of sound thinking there, I believe. It is. And again, though that cannot be scientifically proven to be an exact science, I think that there's wisdom, uh, particularly when we talk about what has happened in our past. I'm, I don't know about you, Wayne, but I certainly have can think of things that I, I don't need to go back and dwell on from my past. There's <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's done. Forgetting what lies Absolutely. behind. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's no reason for me to get overly anxious about what's in front of me. I don't have any real control over that either. But what I do have control over and what we all have control over is what kind of condition of state of being can we be in the moment of now? Mm-hmm. And that's really what I think she tried to convey and communicate to us. Well, for you and me, scripture guides our lives. Absolutely. And you, you shared that scripture earlier. I want to come back to that. And again, our spiritual nugget for the day with with all that we've just stated helps us to kind of put it and wrap it up in this bow. And that is Isaiah, the 26th chapter, verses three. You, God, will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. Today, we trust that no matter where we're going, no matter where we may end up, despite where we have been, we are living in the moment of now that God is holding us in the hollow of his hand and that we're able to lay our head on the bosom of his love as he wipes and dries every tear from our eyes. He will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. I love it. Well, our real big purpose on this program is to offer you health, hope, and inspiration, just as our title says. And I want everyone to know about our website because we've put a lot of effort into providing resources for our listeners. And we're, we will continue to do so. But there are some things there that we think will be of value and benefit uh, that people will really be able to 
extrapolate some some usable functional uh, tips and tidbits. We have things about nutrition. We have things about how to prepare healthy meals from a cancer care perspective. There's information about how to support uh, children whose parents have cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, helpful information along the lines of that, how to manage stress and, and deal with stress. So again, we are attempting to provide you with information that will allow people to go forth and continue to be empowered and to nurture themselves as we continue to propagate health, hope, and inspiration. So take note of that website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Write it down, bookmark it, pass it around your friends, uh, maybe link it on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, it's all very helpful because Absolutely. we don't want to keep this to ourselves. No, really. it's it's being, and again, I spend specifically a lot of time making no, sure that, that those resources are available. <laughs> so again, please utilize them. They're there for your purpose of, of empowering yourself and to utilize that and share with as many people as you know as we continue to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. Health, hope, and inspiration.com. That's it for the program this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Wayne Shepherd for Reverend Percy McRae with Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America care that never quits.